All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 14 of the Daily Faceoff podcast. As usual, I am your host, Brock Stegan, and with me, as always, are my two sick co-hosts, and I don't mean cool. They're really <laughs> sick. We got Michael Biebs Bondy. How's it going, Biebs? I'm, I'm actually healthy now, so therefore, oh, I'm, taking, I'm taking what you said, and I'm using it the cool way, because I'm still pretty sick, so, you know, work with it. So we've, work with it. We've activated uh, Biebs from IR, yeah, and uh, uh, I think Dylan might still be on IR. No, I got the flu bug. Uh, I'm probably on like day-to-day IR plus right now. <laughs> We're on the up, just a bit of a cough now and, uh, you know, stuffy nose, why my voice might be a little bit off, but we're here, ready to grind. You're that guy people hate having on their team right now. They're like, they're like be put on the IR or be healthy, because if we don't have an mm-hmm. IR plus slot in our league and we are pissed <laughs> at you, dude. Yeah, I am yeah, that guy. So. Well, I'll be drinking a lot throughout the potter too, so I apologize for that. But <laughs> well, the uh, the All Star break couldn't be coming at a better time for you. You got a couple days to rest up here uh, before next week's podcast. Yeah, it's the plan. <laughs> but uh, speaking of all speaking game. of All Star break, uh, we might yeah, as well you know life. dive into the All Star game a little bit. I know a lot of people don't really like it. Um, I think we're probably lumped into that group as well. But I mean, it is kind of exciting to watch every now and then. Uh, so we're gonna just talk about it a little bit. It's a nice new. Um, the way they're going about it this year is a little cool. Uh, three on three will be kind of fun to watch, more so than kind what they do, did in the past. So um, I can say I actually plan on watching some of the game, oh, yeah. which I haven't done in a long time. Yeah, like I, I think I watched more of the fantasy draft the last few years. I think the last I time I legitimately cool. sat down and watched a game was like when Heatley Genoed four. When he was a 
I watch it every year. It's just like cool to I watch. I don't know. They they do cool things. <laughs> they do cool things. Yeah. No, you know what? So my, I think the one thing I've always liked is the uh, like the skills comp. I'm always oh yeah, all that's in on the like skills no comp. questions asked. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the All Star game itself is just like eh. no. Yeah, but I think a I lot think of people. The are best that part way. about the All Star game is how like during that time Yahoo actually keeps counting stats for your fantasy team. So if you go and look at it, well, they have the previous years. You go and look at it, and, like yeah. any All Star guy you have just has like eight points, and you're just like, wow, I'm having a sweet day. And then you realize because they really have never. I didn't know yeah, they have the last yeah, two years. It's weird. It makes yeah. you feel good for a day. But ESPN <laughs> does it too for like all the sports. I don't know why it's, it's a hilarious thing. though. They just can't yeah, shut it shows. down. Yeah, I'm guessing it's something like that, right? That's funny. Well, uh, I mean, if you, if we're watching it. We might as well talk about it a little bit and uh, pick who we think is going to win. It's cool because, like, I mean, you know, it's a little bit of a bracket. It makes a little more competition. They're playing for a million bucks. So hopefully that gets uh, the boys yeah. trying hard. We all know John Scott's going to be going yeah. balls yeah, out out there. So, flying. Dude, how much more does that prize money matter, like, to John Scott? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's just playing for, like, double his yearly salary. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Well, it, well it's, it's, like, split I, up, right, between everyone? Yeah, it's, yeah but still, still playing it's nice, for so. double his yearly salary. <laughs> Well, now that he's in the AHL, it's for sure going to be uh, up there for him. It's a nice bonus, uh, but I mean, no, with... I'm rooting for John. I don't really like uh, the way the league went about it. I think yeah. if they didn't want him in the game, they should have taken a stand from the get go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was so weird when there's like, yeah, trade him so they can send him down, yeah. and then we're just it, gonna boycott. It made, it. Like, like that's no what you get for like making it a fan vote where anyone can sense. be voted in. Exactly, like, that's what you get. That's exactly, your repercussions. Right? Like, deal with it. Don't just. Ugh. I mean, it's a spectacle for the fans. Fans have spoken. They want. John we Scott want John. We want. It's honestly John. gonna be hilarious. Like, and I, I know it's I tweeted out. <laughs> I tweeted out when like this whole like that whole saga was going on. I was just like, you know what? Like, I, I think more people will tune in to watch yeah. John Scott play than if he's not there. Like, I think yeah. a lot of people are just really intrigued to see what, especially in this format, because he's gonna stick out like a sword. <laughs> what a, <laughs> what skills competition event like do you think he's though. taking? Oh, I don't even know. If Does he, he have to? Do you put him in hardest shot just cause? Like, <laughs> I guess, right? Like, what else? I honestly I mean, haven't even looked at this, the. Uh, he's in the break. He's in the breakaway so challenge. Funny. I didn't think about that. What if they just like put him in the uh, the the speed competition? <laughs> yeah, just just for shit. Just got him going against like. He gets like twenty seconds or something. It's just him versus Larkin uh, and Hall. Hall and Gaudreau just flying around. <laughs> that would be great. Jeez, that's a very subtle Larkin drop in there. Well, he's fast. I mean, he's probably somebody that would be skating in there. I was just trying to think of, you know, the fast guys. Somebody that John Scott is not. But if we're going to be Honestly, if they put him up against Yager, that'd be, like, probably a pretty decent race. It'd be hilarious, actually. That'd be so good to watch. (laughs) They'll probably just do it just as Yogs would just, like, fall, though, on... Yeah, just to make people laugh. Speaking of which, okay, can we talk about... Sorry, I just want to say how b- big of an advantage the Central and the Metro are at because they don't have a joke captain. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> Huge. Right? Like, like the, they actually have You know what? Yager could be, like, yeah, decent Yager's there. Sure. But, like, John Scott, clearly not going to be decent. Yeah, I can't see Yager. But really even, like, so the backup players on those teams compared to, like, the Central and Metro teams are just, like, not the same. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, Leo Komarov's not the, uh, <laughs> no study. Even, like, like, Dylan Lark, like, no offense, Brock, but, like, like, yeah, Dylan Larkin's yeah. no Tyler Sagan, Patrick Kane, oh, yeah, Tarasenko, no, Taze. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even Ryan O'Reilly, same thing. I don't know. It's just like... Or, like... I actually think... This is the worst team, probably, right? The Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, we gotta assume. And I don't know. Any team with John Scott is <laughs> yeah. in trouble. I don't like Gibson <laughs> but anyways, and boys, let's, squad either. All right, keep going. Let's take a look at who we're gonna... Who we think is gonna, gonna win. We'll kind of break it down a little bit. So, Beavs, we'll start with you. 
Uh, start with the Metro versus Atlantic. Who do you think takes that one? Uh, Metro versus Atlantic. I just kind of chirped uh, the legs off of the Atlantic. So <laughs> going to go with Metro on this one. Uh, it's not too hard of a choice. They just like they just have some talent out there. They got Malkin, Ovechkin, Backstrom, Cloud. I don't know. I, don't, I just I don't like Atlantic at all. Like Leo, Dylan Larkin, and Yogs, O'Reilly. That just doesn't do it for me. They're in trouble. Yeah, they're going to get and skated about- around. Like. Love those guys. They're like maybe those guys will be the effort players though. Who knows? And just step up, dude. I was just gonna say I what? don't know if there's a there's a player that's gonna be trying harder than Leo Komarov in this. That's true. He has like all of uh, that's all what of I was Finland thinking. Watch him, and he knows it. Dude, you know he's just gonna go too far at some point, and like not because he's a dick, but he just he's just gonna rock open, John you know? Scott. It's gonna be too <laughs> yeah. far. Or Kane. <laughs> I think he's gonna take a road at Patty. <laughs> what about from the West Beebs? Who do you got? Um, I think I'm going to have to go with the obvious central who's going to end up taking this whole, this whole debacle of things. <laughs> um, but I got the central going. That team is like disgusting. I think they just took like 10 of the best players in the league and really, yeah, we, top three. We want most leaders. of them. Yeah. Then they got even in, like in net, they got, I, he's struggling lately, but Pekka Rene and, uh, Devin Dubik too. Um, Shea Weber, Roman Yossi and Dustin Bufflin on D like that's just absolute towers. And then like my boy, Matt Duchesne, like. He's going to bring that cut of a million dollars right back to Colorado with all his confidence, and I'm going to love it. So is he your uh, MVP? No, not at all. Um, <laughs> well, no, actually, he totally could be, but I got I got Tarasenko as that one. Um, I think he's going to want to uh, – I think I think shit's going to get serious between him and his uh, Russian counterparts, Malkin and uh, Ovechkin, <laughs> and I think they're going to all just start going at it, but Tarasenko is going to make his way out of there, the winner of the MVP. So, yeah, so that's that's my prediction. All right, D, how about you, buddy? Um, well, like I said, I think the Atlantic <laughs> is pretty bad. <laughs> but their defense, now that I'm looking at it, might be the best suited for three-on-three. Three. I can agree with that one for sure. So, you know what? I'll take the Atlantic over the Metro just to be different. Um... Because who really knows? It's a game of three on three. I yeah, think it can happen. Too much and going on. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely. <gasps> Sorry, I'm just looking at these uh, these squads. You just Man, don't like Corey Snyder's bad. picture. That's all. No, Corey Snyder's picture does creep me out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's interested, go to NHL.com. Check out his profile. It's uh, it's worth a look it, for sure. It just looked like he's got something else on his mind. Like he's just. I don't know, man. <laughs> Just didn't want to be there. Okay, who's winning in the West for you, D? Uh, you know, I really want to say the Pacific, like, <laughs> all my heart. I think Johnny is going to pot at least one or two because there's no way the whole squad isn't looking to set up Johnny's oh, yeah. squad. Oh, yeah. Um, Can he finish? Yeah. Right? Well, like, I don't know. Probably not, right? So you're picking Pacific and the... Uh... <laughs> Atlantic, you're just going way off the board the here. No, I'll go Central and <laughs> And who's winning it all, and who's MVP for you? I think the Central is gonna wash the Atlantic in the finals. <laughs> and your MVP? Uh, Dustin Bufflin. <laughs> Contract <laughs> here. Underrated for money. I think I took this far too seriously when I was looking at this. I, I mean, as much as I want. 
as much as I want my boy Larkin and, you know, Belver's own Aaron Ekblad to, you know, to do well, I just think the Metro is just ridiculous. Like, like you said, Beebs, Backstrom, Ovechkin, Giroux, Malkin, Tavares, yeah. and then Holpe and Schneider. Like, yeah. just too good. I, li- I literally said Atlantic was the worst team. And, and then picked him. <laughs> Holpe's all-star picture, not to talk about pictures Holpe's anymore, but it's just cool. like, it's like, hell yeah, I just won 20 of 20 in 22 games. Oh, yeah. It. He's gross. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, yeah. And then I think, again, Central or Pacific, anybody with John Scott, I mean, <laughs> as good as Goudreau and, like, Dowdy, Hall, like, they're all unreal. Burns, too. Do you think John... They're just, they're just, they're just towing an anchor. Like, they got... I, I, I think Central defense could potentially be a problem because uh, you can't really play Weber and Yossi together. And I don't know how great Weber's going to be on three-on-three. Three. Do you think we'll John see. Scott will be, like, that minute longer? Like, you know, when you're playing pickup league and, like, there's that guy who's so bad that, like, I he hope can't he, get like, to the doesn't want to come out, so yeah. he's, like, just logs yeah. extra minutes. I think he's just yeah. super fired up for it. He, he's going to want to be on the ice, like, all yeah. day. He should, man. He earned it. Yeah, he <laughs> did earn it. <laughs> kind of. He earned it by being, like, 6'8", yeah, being 6 Yeah, just being pounds. pooped on by everyone Hilarious. for the past yeah. couple weeks. Well, anyways, so I'm going Metro over uh, Central. Bold prediction. Dubnik and uh, Rene are getting lit up. They're both not that good. Well, like this year. Dubnik's a little better. Rene's picking it up. But I don't know, man. Holpe and Schneider, that's a gross tandem. So that's And then I'm going Brandon Saad for my MVP just because, like, that's just a little more fun. So now that we've spent 11 minutes talking about the All-Star game and have everybody probably shutting her down already. They're like, okay, these guys are still going with the All-Star There's game. There's no Let's fantasy talk. points in the All-Star game. <laughs> just just fun ones on Yahoo, apparently. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about some waiver wire pickups, some guys that are kind of heating up right here before the break, and then guys that we think that will continue, uh, you know, what they're doing right now after the All-Star break and down the stretch. These pickups can be guys that could really end up, you know, pushing you over the edge, you know, pushing you a playoff spot or uh, – pushing you to a championship so d we'll start with you uh who's your first waiver wire edition uh i'm gonna start with the boy nazim kadri out of toronto uh we've talked about him a few times this year alluded to the fact that he's got great underlying numbers and great shot production uh and the shooting percentage is finally starting to come around for him uh we've seen him really uh find his own over the last month and a half or so he's got 15 in his last 18 uh He's got 169 shots on goal right now. It's good for 11th in the league. Uh, so, obviously, JVR going down is a little troubling, but uh, if you want to cherry-pick the stats, the majority of his production has actually come alongside Komarov. So, <laughs> there's that. And I like really don't think you can be too picky at this point uh, in the season when you're looking at wave wire pickups. I think like to have a guy sitting only at 34% owned who is a bona fide number one center and produces shots at an elite level, I'd pick up Kadri if I need a spot. Yeah, I was actually surprised when I saw how low his own percentage uh, was. And then I think I was, while I was looking for waiver wire pickups, I couldn't help but notice, like, I think Alexander Barkov, who just signed a ridiculous <laughs> yes. deal, is, is owned, like, 45% of league. So, like, if, if these guys are available in your league, like, absolutely pick Barkov up. Kadri, like, the only with JVR out, it is troubling for sure. Uh, they what are they averaging like one goal per game? And like since he's gotten hurt, it's it's bad. But I mean, if anybody's going to score, it's going to be Komarov or uh, or Kadri. So you know, yeah, I mean, I can't yeah. say I'm surprised with that selection from UD, but I mean, I tout the Man, Red Wings I all the never, time too. You, so what does this mean? It's like the second time all season I've taken a Leaf player. Well, this guy's talking up wings that. every single show. What do you well, mean question that? Go name him. I I said Grabner at the start. Kadri's <laughs> been dropped a few times. 
Mm-hmm. It's all right. Let's go to you, Beeps. No, totally legit. Um, I have uh, <laughs> one of Brock's favorite players, as which I, I kind of did the same thing as Barkov, where like, I was scrolling down. I was just like, what? This guy's only this much owned? But uh, it's Shane Gossespierre. He's only 49% owned. And uh, yeah, who had a little blurb about him that I found kind of interesting and one that I feel like a lot of people aren't really paying attention to, and it's that he's actually in the Calder race right now. He's like he's one of those guys who's kind of jumped into it out of nowhere. He has eight goals, 12 assists, 20 points, and only 28 games from the point. So that's... Uh, He's slowly creeping it up on, uh, I mean, he's a little under a point per game, but he, that's very good for a defenseman. Uh, went to see this guy play actually a couple weeks ago, and I, I, I couldn't believe just how this guy's, oh, he's just constantly always corked up, ready to shoot on the power play, and that's just a recipe for success uh, for fantasy hockey. Um, he has 64 shots, so he's peppering the net. Well, not peppering, not Brent Burns style, but uh, but he is hitting the net quite a bit. No, it's and, good um, and I think uh, when, when there's someone like that, he's not really he's not going to move out of his position. Uh, people thought maybe when Mark Strait came back, he would take his job back, but um, the ghost has just uh, wiggled his way right in there and took, him, took in that job from him, and, um, and I don't think there's any looking back. Obviously, for standard leagues, he's great, but also for keeper leagues, wow, just uh, grab this guy like right away. Yeah, for sure, keeper leagues. Uh, and you're right, he does shoot the puck a ton, which is yeah. obviously uh, huge for fantasy defensemen. Especially, like I love him on DraftKings because he's one of those defensemen that you you know is going to get a couple shots a night. He's got the nice steady floor. Yep. Um, another guy that's been shooting quite a bit, especially like in recent weeks for me, is Jakob Silverberg. Now this guy missed time at the start of the year with a concussion, really really slowed his production down. The guy had. Six points in his first 39 games. Yeah, like, just, just crazy. garbage, right? But, I mean, in the last couple of weeks, him and Ryan Kessler starting to click, like we expected at the start of the year. Now he's got 11 points in his last uh, eight games. He shoots the puck a ton. Uh, on, the, on the year, he's still only shooting uh, just over 4.5%. So you'd expect that to go up a little bit. And, again, 11 points in his last eight games. The Ducks' offense is starting to click. I still think they're a playoff team. So I expect a nice strong finish from Silverberg now that he's kind of over all that concussion issues, and he's only owned in fourteen percent of leagues. Now he's thinking and, straight. Yeah, and I'll put my uh, I'll put my analytics cap on here for a second. Do D's job, but he's a uh, fifty six point five Corsi four uh, at even strength, which is near the top of the NHL, and his PDO, which is you know one of the worst in the leagues, is sitting around ninety four and a half. So um, speaks to some some better numbers here in the future for sure, and. Uh, Playing alongside Kessler, who's also picked up his game quite a bit, I think Silverberg's gonna have a nice uh, post All Star game stretch. Could be one of those guys to you know lead you to the playoffs. But D, we'll go to you for uh, your second waiver wire pickup. Uh, Thomas Hurdle uh, out of San Jose. You know, uh, I'm trying to think. Was it two years ago now where he had the rookie year with the big uh, breakout to start the season before yeah, the injury? Two or three. Yeah, it, yeah. And he scored that. What did he score? He scored like that through the legger on Marty Biron. <laughs> yeah. That ended yeah, his career. Gross. Put him in the broadcast. Joe Thornton spoke the line that lives on in infamy. Yeah. <laughs> Wiener swinging line. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> speaking of Big Joe, uh, <laughs> since Hurdle moved up alongside him and Pavelski on the top line 11 games ago, he's got – actually, sorry, 11 points in his last 10 games since moving to the top line. Uh, so he really could not be in a better spot to produce right now at even strength, uh, with playing alongside two of the best uh, – really – uh, producing forwards in the game in Pavelski and Thornton. Um, and he's really f- now starting just finally to get back to really what he uh, started off to, and so, which was such a hot start. But we haven't seen him score at a pace like this since then. So it's nice to see that he's uh, potentially coming to his own role finally. And uh, 
You know, like, it was funny because coming off that injury, we all maybe, there was obviously high hopes for him because he seemed to uh, just really have a, a real threat for the Calder before he went down. So, obviously, yeah. there's going to be a lot of hype when he came back. But uh, he never really seemed to really get a chance on the top line, uh, at least for an extended uh, period of time. So, it's nice to see him uh, producing with this opportunity and I expect it to be the same going forward and sitting at just 31% in Yahoo. So, yeah. 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 I was going to say like, I remember in, you know, 2013 when he was going off there and then coming into 2014, he was one of those guys that everybody wanted to know about. Like, yeah. When do you pick hurdle? And he did. He yeah, got drafted. Like he, really he was a hot high, pick. Yeah. He was a hot pick in 2014, and then he really yeah, he was. He didn't do much. He only had, he was healthy all year, and he only had 31 points. He's basically matched that already so far this year, and that that's that's all it is for him. It seems like he just needs to be given that opportunity. He was kind of buried on the depth chart there, and now he's finally getting that first line uh, those first line minutes. And I mean, is there anybody you'd rather play with as a 22 year old than Joe Thornton? Like, guy's the best. Yeah, he's right? gonna put so, it on your stick and just let you finish. Yeah, he's going to yeah, find Havelski's that Yeah, like, uh, literally, like, one of, if not the best possession driver in the NHL. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know even, like, when D mentioned Thomas Hurdall, I just went over to Daily Faceoff and just, like, looked at the line super quick, and I, I saw he was at the top, and I was like, okay, who's injured that's getting him there? But there's no one. There's no one between yeah. him and that top line, so, so he, he, no, they made he's the sticking switch, there. Uh, before that game against the Leafs, and that's the one they won 7 nothing. Hurdle had three points, Yeah, they haven't looked back since. Yeah, they destroyed well, like, that's the one my thing. avalanche so... last night, too. Yeah, they did. They're so deep down the middle, but they don't have any wingers. So, like, Hurdle doesn't really have anybody pushing for that number one spot right now. I mean, he, he's like Nieto. He play the center. And, the, yeah, they got, like, that Eunice Don't Sky guy that was playing there before. I just butchered his name. But, yeah, the, he doesn't have a lot of he doesn't have a lot of pressure behind him. But, Beebs, we'll go to you for uh, your number two waiver wire pickup. Yeah, um, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with uh, a nice 22-year-old. Uh, soon to be stud, I want to I want to say, but I say this every year. Um, and that's Mika Zabinajad. Um, he's only twenty one percent owned throughout all of Yahoo leagues, which I find kind of crazy. As of right now, he's the first line center in Ottawa, but that's just because Kyle Turris is injured, and we don't really know. They just say lower body, so he could be back after the All Star game. But um, if he yeah, is out for an extended, expected. yeah, I don't think it's, it's extended at all, right? No, it's not really yeah. supposed to be too serious. Yeah. I so I was going to say, either way, though, he's still going to end up dropping back to the second line once he does fall back. And once he falls back there, he'll fall back with uh, Mark Stone, who, as we talked about in our last episode, although it was two weeks ago, um, is a second-half producer. So who knows? He could go off and make his advantage add 31 points right now. So he's, he's pretty solid. He's right in the middle of the pack there. To be only 21% owned, I thought that was kind of crazy. He's also dual position eligible. Um, I've mentioned how I absolutely hate the right wing position. Now it's not very steady, and he does play right wing as well. So he's kind of so he'd be a nice uh, a nice pickup for something someone to turn it around. He has seven points in his last six games. Uh, it's not that great, obviously. I mentioned he's playing top line, but um, he could totally uh, be be a stud in the second half. And again, super young, so there's a lot of potential behind this guy. Yeah, if the Senators want to battle back into this thing, they really do need him to to continue what he's been doing with Turris out. They need that secondary scoring yeah. real bad. And they do have some talented wingers there. Like, I mean, he's going to play with one of Mark Stone or Bobby Ryan and then potentially get somebody like Hoffman on the other wing. So, I mean, there's a ton of opportunity there for uh, for production. Um, and then speaking of top six forwards, I'm going with Nikolai Ehlers. Um, we just saw him have, you know, score his first wow. hat trick the other night. night. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And... Uh, the thing with him, it's always kind of been he had a slow start to the year, and he just started working his way back into the Jets' top six, and he's been producing uh, at a pretty nice rate. Um, 
kind of similar to Silverberg. He only had uh, 13 points in his first 40 games, but now he's now that he just scored that hat trick, he's got nine points in his last nine games, and he just really is starting to carve out a bigger role there. And uh, you know, prior to this season, he had back-to-back 100-point seasons in in the Quebec Major Junior League. So. Uh, it just goes to show how talented he is. I know right before we came on and started uh, doing this podcast, I tweeted out that play where he just like switches hands with a stick and keeps stick handling up the ice, like just a classic Nick Ehlers video. But uh, classic again, he's got a fifty-three point three percent Corsi four, so you know pretty nice for a young player, and he's not playing next to Chris Thorburn anymore. So uh, we've talked about kind of how how talented he really is and if he continues to play top six minutes uh, especially in keeper leagues at 13 percent owned nick ehlers uh makes for a nice pickup here in the second half so you know whenever, whenever somebody can score a hattie that's nice so you know the talent's there he just needs to kind of keep it and if going you've been listening to the show you're not surprised by this recent run of production from ehlers we've been hot on him since the start yeah absolutely oh yeah we've talked about him probably more than your boy kadri and we really uh yeah. We've been no, hyping him all year. We talked about Ehlers, I think, after the draft. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, right away. And you know what? I I own him in one, two of my keeper leagues, and he's just been pissing me off. Like, I'm like, I can't drop him because he's too talented to yeah, drop, right? Good. So I just keep yeah. plugging him in, plugging him in, hoping he goes off, and then the other night he scores a hat trick. I'm like, hey, that's what I've been waiting for all year, bud. But, you know, it's nice to finally, uh, you know, get the points yeah, there. Blake so, Wheeler getting the hat trick of assists right next to him, too, so that looked really nice. Yeah, that was um, uh, that was nice. We but, talk about how uh, we. Li- I mean, we like to talk about how consistent that Jets line is. Uh, little lad and uh, Wheeler. Wheeler. Yeah, um, but I'm just going through Ehlers, uh, like uh, uh, with or without shoes right now. Mm-hmm. And like you, obviously that line's so consistent and they play together so well. But it takes a toll on the secondary scoring of that team, right? Because uh, like Ehlers hasn't played with anyone uh, to really. He's played. Uh, he spent most of the year with Bermistroff and like, Thorburn. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Like I, I got Perot, uh, Sh- like Shifley, obviously. But then after that, it's like for most common forward line mates, we got Thorburn, uh, Bermistroff, uh, Armia. Before yeah, we Joe- finally get like to Lad and the Wheeler and the Little, so it really shows how little he spent uh, at even strength with these guys, and still being able to produce pretty nicely at his own clips yeah that's the one thing that's concerning with Ehlers right now is because Perot is injured that if you I mean if he comes back and, and he bumps him down uh you know that that's cause for concern but I mean when you play a guy like right now they they have split up uh Lad Little and Wheeler they've got Shifley between Wheeler and Ehlers which obviously went uh pretty well the other night so yeah. hopefully maybe uh for people you know putting some faith in Ehlers they'll put Perot back in and maybe have him spend some time on the third line and give the kid a chance to kind of continue to rip it up on the in the top six so that's definitely something to keep an eye on but boys let's uh before we hit to the break let's uh give us some you know i think we did this in our first or second <laughs> yeah episodes at the start of the year we gave some bold predictions uh for the whole season i know mine was chris Latang would play 82 games and that clearly has not <laughs> been the case whatsoever ever ever since wah, then wah. ever since then i've been kind of chirping him about how he just cannot stay healthy but I mean, it's not his fault, I guess. So let's give some bold uh, second half predictions here. I guess I shouldn't say second half. We're kind of past that point. Some bold post All Star game predictions. So D, we'll start with you. Uh, what's your bold prediction? Uh, I don't know how bold this is, but I got Taylor Hall cracking the top three in NHL scoring, uh, which is right now has been held down as it has throughout the majority of the year by Kane, Ben, and Sagan. So Sagan's in third right now with 53, and Hall's tied for six with uh, three Four. other guys at 48. So he's got some leapfrogging to do, but I'm confident with McDavid coming back that uh, it's going to make what's been a really productive full year for him so far. 
Uh, just give it that extra kick that he needs. We saw how well they played together before. Um, and, yeah, overall, uh, I've been high on Hall since the start. I was calling him as a mid-first-round pick at the start of the season. Before McDavid, I might add. <laughs> Yes, you did. I think your bold prediction in yeah, the first, gonna ask the first episode, wasn't it? I think it was Taylor Hall would be in the top 10 in scoring or something at the start of the year, wasn't it? It was something like that. Yeah, yeah it was something, it was... something to that effect. So, yeah, he's obviously, uh, he's, you know, he landed your first bold prediction, so you might as well stick with him here in the uh, post And he's done the majority of it with McDavid out, right? Which is not what we really predicted to be the scenario. So. Yeah, it, it's been uh, it's been huge for the Oilers that him and Dreisaitl really kind of started clicking. Like, as soon as Dreisaitl got called up, it's been yeah. really what's... I mean, the Oilers are, you know, they're still, still at the doing bottom of the barrel. Bit, yeah. They're still at the bottom of the barrel. But, I mean, it's really what's keeping them, I guess, afloat from being, you know, just horrible, so... Yeah, I still like their offense, though. To yeah, be oh, like from a fantasy perspective, there's a lot to like about the Oilers, yeah. uh, off, yeah. you know, in terms of offense. I mean, in terms of making the playoffs and stuff, obviously they're not quite there yet. But, uh, Biebs, what about you? What's your bold uh, post-All-Star game prediction? Uh, Brock, do you remember my original uh, bold prediction? I don't. I, I think I do you not. actually do not. I don't remember. I can't remember. And it right involves now, no. your Red Wings. Um, oh, that they weren't going to make the playoffs? Yeah, That's right. Which um, yeah, I was actually looking at that while laying in bed right now, like, some things could happen. It could still happen. It's on the table. Uh, <laughs> but um, Some guy wrote on the website today. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe the Red Wings are going to make the playoffs for a 25th straight year. And then, like, all the Red Wing fans on Daily Faceoff were like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, Don't do not jinx it. Jinx that yet. It's not a for sure thing. But anyways, um, my other one, I'll, I won't go anywhere near any heartstrings. Um, <laughs> mine is that Jack Eichel cracks uh, the top 10 in goal scoring this season by the end of the year. He currently sits, sits 43. He has 16. He's only uh, six goals away from top 10, which is 22nd. And uh, he's, or sorry, sorry, not 22nd, which is 22. Yeah, 22 goals. Um, and he's 22nd right now in shots with 150. So um, he's getting quite a bit of shots, and uh, he's really, really stepped up his game lately. He started off yeah. the year slow. He's absolutely tearing up and taking over games. Um, I started to actually recently watch quite a bit of Buffalo games, and I'm enjoying them because uh, Jack Eichel takes over. He doesn't. It, Half the, half of his goals, he doesn't even need his wingers there. So uh, I think he can. I think he can definitely step it up for the second half. Um, obviously, Buffalo is not the greatest place to uh, to be putting up Geno's, and uh, his wingers aren't the strongest. He was working with Matt Molson the other night, so you know. But um, his I, landlord, yeah, his landlord, who uh, apparently is a big beauty. But um, yeah, so I think he could definitely crack the top ten uh, in in goals by the end of the year if he uh, if he keeps playing like he's playing because he's he's looked absolutely great and he's starting to dominate. Did you see the interview with him uh, when they were talking about how he was going to be playing with Molson and how he like Molson's his landlord? He's like, yeah, hopefully I can you know shoot one in off his ass, and get him a goal, because <laughs> Molson hasn't scored in like thirty five games or something ridiculous. You know, he's like coming home every day. He scores like a sweet goal. Like, hey, uh, good, when's the last time you scored? Way to get scored? a shot out there tonight, Matt. You're good. You're good. <laughs> way to go, bud. Yeah. Remember when you played with John Tavares and you were actually decent? Yeah, you put up thirty plus. <laughs> he's probably not saying that to him, but. No, <laughs> but the one thing—the one thing that he definitely has going for him—is if you look at the guys who are near the top ten, it's a—it's a couple guys who I think we honestly all called to slow down their goal scoring. Yeah. Like when you look at Duchesne, we talked about him slowing down okay. Hoffman to Foley, uh, Paul Mary, like all these guys. We said, you know, this is this is dude. Paul Mary's fifteenth in the NHL still. It's insane. Yeah, these are but, all guys that are going to slow down for sure. That. That Jack Eichel who's just flying up the charts is going to. Uh, who are you looking at uh, pre-show? Dylan, that's like way up there. Oh, Boone Jenner. Cool. What does he have? Like Boone, 17. Yeah, Boone's got 17. 17. That's crazy. Same amount of goals as Sidney Crosby. Wild. 
But uh, my, <laughs> if you would have asked, uh, if I would have said this at the start of the year, I would have been like, well, yeah, obviously. But now all of a sudden it's turned into a bold prediction because he's had such a brutal uh, goal scoring year. But I'm, my bold prediction is Ryan Getzlaff will finish the year with 15 plus goals. <laughs> Woo! Look so out. Bold. That's actually bold. That is as bold. Hell. Holy. It's, so the Ducks have 35 games left in the season. This is awful and, that we're saying this. Yeah, I know. 35 <laughs> games left in the year, and Getzlaff has just three goals on the year so that means that he needs to score at a 28 goal pace the rest of the year to finish with 15 goals two of them with goalies in the net too should we mention so yeah it's not in three goal goals yeah that's true but uh so then anyways he scored at a 29 goal pace in each of the three previous seasons so he has the ability to do this guys he does have the ability to finish the year with 15 sure goals you can do it Last year, he had 10 goals after the All-Star break, so if he can uh, add just two more to that total, he'll beat a 15. I can't believe it's come to this, Ryan. I really can't. Some guy uh, email, or, uh, texted me today. He's like, so like, what are you, uh, like, are you interested in Gesloff? Because he was trying to work out a trade with me. I'm like, well, yeah, but like, you're not going to get much. Yeah, I got Ryan Spooner. <laughs> one for one. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go straight up. Yeah. But anyways, boys, uh, that's it for the first half uh, of this podcast. We'll come back after with uh, the injury report. We've got some playoff talk where we want to talk about kind of who's going to be in, who's going to be out of the playoffs this year. And we've got a bunch of Twitter questions as well, as usual. So anyways, boys, Thanks. let's send it over to the Blue Stones, and we'll see you guys in a minute. Go with those punches. Been a long time, been a long time. to the third now, back on my crowd. I took a trip to the borderlands, and I dashed my head in some upstream rounds. I saw a man in a two-tone coat, told me everything in life about the South. Off podcast. I'm your co-host Dylan Berthium. A little less than 100%, but we're here for everyone's favorite part of the show. When I throw it at Brock for the injury report, take it away, Brock. Thanks, D. Uh, it's really become quite fun. That's uh, clearly my favorite part of the show. So let's let's you get into it here at the injury report. You know what we really Can't need? Actually, before we start, first five words twice. Just saying. We need. Uh, did I really? Yeah. Keep going. What we need is like some like really like sad background music when I'm like reading this in yeah, before. Like real. I should read it really slowly and play like some. Super Get some free copyright music. shit, or we can like make one with like our voices. Like, <laughs> okay, let's get yeah. into it. Some uh, background noises of us just pouring out, pouring out some shots for the boys. Sorry. That is that is not a good song at all. <laughs> I'm trying. But anyways, Chris yeah, Kunitz has missed the last three games with a lower body injury. Uh, it's not believed to be serious. He's expected to be back uh, for the Penguins' first game after the All-Star break. Uh, Connor McDavid, everybody's favorite rookie, has, uh, is going to practice with Bakersfield. He's going to practice with Bakersfield over the uh, NHL All-Star break, and he's expected to be back for the Oilers' first game after the break, which comes February 2nd against the Blue Jackets. So look for McD to be back then. Uh, Rick Nash is dealing with a bone bruise 
Rangers right now. So he was uh, he's sat out the last two games, but again, he's also expected to be back right after the break. Uh, Cam Ward is in the same boat. He's missed the last, I think, four or five games with a concussion. Uh, but that is pretty much, he's pretty much passed all those, you know, all the concussion tests. He should obviously get another week to kind of recover there from that. So he'll be back after the break. Uh, and he played really well kind of leading up to, uh, the, you know, the injury. So that'll help the Hurricanes in their playoff push. Sergey Bobrovsky mm-hmm. is out and definitely back on IR with a groin strain. That guy's groin has just oh. taken a beating this year. Uh, he's had a hard time staying healthy all year, just really. And they are perplexed by it. They said they for sure were reassured he's more than ready we to We haven't come rushed back. him once. Okay. Yeah. I believe that. All right, yeah, and then Rene Bork took out John Tortorella, and all hell broke loose. That happened? Did, did, yeah. did you guys see that? No. What? What? He, Rene Bork's in the show? show? For dinner? That's my co- no, I'm joking. Rene Bork like, was skating in practice. They had like an outdoor practice in Columbus, and Rene Bork was like skating, and then he f- tripped and like slid, and Tortorella had his back turned to him, and Rene Bork <laughs> took out... Um, Tortorella <laughs> took out Tortorella's legs. Torts went down hard as shit. They had to like, what? they had to ambulance, like take him in an ambulance to the hospital. He broke like two ribs. He hasn't coached probably so. Oh, he hasn't coached the last two oh, games. Man. Like Bork's probably suspended like indefinitely, indefinitely after yeah. as soon as as soon as Torts is back. I can't believe you guys didn't see that. Yeah, Craig Hartsburg, former Team Canada coach, he's been kept coaching the team yeah, for the last two years. I'm just not up there with my Columbus Blue Jackets news. You know, they're kind of one of the teams I guess that's not, like eh? number. They're probably number 28 on my 20 or on my 30. Uh, I would love to know to who's below them. To. I'm gonna blame it on the illness. I've been sequestered from the world. I want to know who's below the Blue Jackets on your list, there, peeps. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to drop who I hate that much, though. Like. <laughs> To be honest, all right, I, that's fair. Yeah, I just really don't like. I think the only there. reason I like do a vote is because I'm basically a beat reporter for like 30 teams. So yeah. I got. I was gonna say, yeah, there's a couple teams that I just really don't like, and I don't want to. Arizona would they be one of them? No, Arizona is like probably like 25 on my list. So like, you know. okay, the Devils are for sure underneath underneath the Blue Jackets. Uh, they're right in like the irrelevant range. Like, I feel like there's a <laughs> couple teams that are just straight irrelevant. <laughs> You old irrelevant. All right, let me just finish up. Columbus was like borderlining on relevance, and then they traded Johansson. Yeah, and now yeah, it's just like yeah. nobody even likes them. I can pay like, attention to Craig. Like Kirby Reichel wins alert, scored his first goal this week or last week. That was awesome. Boy. He also kissed uh, the guy who Cripes. gave him the assist, William Carlson. It looked like on the lips, so I don't know. Come on, Good I missed that. One. Yeah. So you didn't see Torres <laughs> get taken out. <laughs> yeah. You see nice. Reichel kissing. I don't know. I okay. I pay attention to weird shit, so whatever. Anyways, <laughs> one more injury to get to, and it's probably the most important injury of all. Actually, that's not true. McDavid's way more important. Uh, Carey Price is expected to miss at least two to three more weeks, but reports out of Montreal are that he could, be, he could be shut down for the rest of the year, depending on basically, I guess, what the Habs do in the Gary. next two to three weeks. If they're like way out of the yeah. playoff spot, I guess they're going to not risk bringing him back. Um, this doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, like he could come back because and go, like, it feels like their only chance at a playoff spot is Carey yeah, Price. Exactly. Like he could go back and go twenty. You know. So today I tweeted out a stat and it was like b- comparing Braden Holpe's pre All Star break stats to Carey Price's pre All Star break stats from last year, and Holpe's were way better. But then when you looked at Price's like post All Star break numbers, they were insane. He was like twenty and five, and he had seven shutouts. Like he was yeah. nuts. Mm-hmm. So he's gross. he could go 20 and 0 down the stretch and get him in the playoffs, but gross apparently they're not kid. even going to take that risk. So. Yeah. I think a lot but, of people got that update on like, I know I did on my Yahoo. That's like Hobbs may shut down price for the year. And people like, it was just like the day was ruined. Yeah. And, pandemonium. How old yeah, is Carrie? Day was absolutely ruined. Week how old is Carrie now? Oh, 27. I'd say. 
Maybe a little older. Let's let's Google it. He is 28. I was close. 28. 29 in August. Google. That was a quick Google. Okay. Um, I don't like the whole. I I just don't get it. It doesn't make a lot of sense. The whole shut him down. And, yeah. Well, like if they're way out of it. But what are you waiting for? Like. Yeah. Well, he's hurt what, still. What, like, what prospects do the Habs have on the horizon? That's like, you know what? If we hold them off next year, that'll be our year. Yeah. Well, it's true. Like everybody at the start of the year was like, "Oh my God, the Habs! This is their year! This is their year!" They got and then every, Like every every report was like, "Oh yeah, like yeah, look, the but- Habs are proving that they're more than just Carey Price." <laughs> okay. No. Look at that. Yeah, How's well, that going I don't for think you? Anyone- but if you look at it, man, well, they're, they're only three points out of the playoff spot. Like if they. They would That's really have to absolutely shit their pants in the next two weeks for them to shut them down. Yeah, they really would. Yeah. But they just got—they just got dummied by Columbus. So I'm looking at this too, and Detroit's only three points out of a playoff spot. Just the fact that they've alluded that it's a possibility makes me think there's a lot <sighs> more going on at this injury than anyone really knows. Yeah, could be true. Because why would you even allude to it if there wasn't some? You know, kind of. Well, it's, it, has, it has been sketchy. Like, I mean, uh, I think they're definitely worried they about like, bringing like, them back just, early yeah. again, again, just because they don't like they're they got absolutely roasted for doing it the first time. Yeah, like, yeah, but I mean, point, you gotta bring like, them back. they've been so yeah. cautious already, and like, they, yeah, it's been. Weird. I think they're. Pro- I think they're probably regretting trading Tokarski right now. Like, he's not like really good, but I think he's got to be better than Ben Scrivens. No, Ben Scrivens. Scrivens has been brutal. No offense, Ben Scrivens. Uh, been horrible. I mean, before I think. I think Scrivens had better career numbers uh, before this whole thing happened. I think, like, the Habs are really making even Mike Conn. I, I look think it's one of those right things now. where it's just easier to say with hindsight. I think Scrivens definitely could have worked out. Uh, we've seen I mean, it was really well. They gave up nothing to get him. Stretches of time. Yeah. Zach Cassian. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing right now. Could be something one day. But anyway, since out. we're talking about Hopefully. it, we're rooting for you, Zach. Wins are alert. <laughs> that's like three. That's that's three Windsor alerts in one sh- one show. We're really. Yeah, uh, that's because Windsor produces talent. Yeah, produces. Except for like, except for we have to justify what is Windsor alert because like Zach Cassian's not the same Windsor alert as Kirby Reichel is the same. Well, actually, no, he is. They're both born and raised. They're both in like yeah, they're both the and, outside okay. They're area. like hardcore yeah. Windsor It's my bad. And they play yeah. Junior Spitfire. They're not the so. same as like a Taylor Hall Windsor alert, right? No, Rexon played right, Junior County, but. uh yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's go. And I dropped Aaron Eckblad, the Bow Bow River. So yeah, that's he's three. a born and raised. Yeah. So as well. Well, the thing about Windsor is there's no like obviously there's Detroit, but there's no other metropolitan area until London. So anything within that. Can we get Seth Griffin radius. Chatham alert? Yeah, for sure. Can we get that. Ah, uh, uh, okay. that's a push. We get TJ. Chatham we get TJ Brody, Brody for sure. He's he lives awesome. in Bow River. Yeah. Who is the guy? Who? Oh. Uh, isn't that Matt Daniel Maggio guy in... from... Uh... Yeah, he is. He's the guy who killed... Uh, is that the guy who just the the knocked yeah. out Brian McGrath? Yeah, he's a Windsor alert, totally. I yelled it while watching that video. I'm not even... Not even <laughs> 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 All right, since like half of our listeners probably have no idea even where Windsor is... <laughs> Windsor, I'll tell you, they know. I feel like Windsor is known as a thing. Known-ish. We have a two-time, back-to-back... They know it's across CHL Detroit. championship team. In the past ten years, Boom. they better know where it is. That's that. That's what started my Taylor entire. Hall, that's what started my entire Ryan hockey Ellis. writing career, right there. That those two Adam Henrique. Okay, boys, let's. Greg Nemeth. Okay, we're done. Sorry. We're done with Windsor Alert. <laughs> we're done. On Windsor Greg Alert is done. So we talked already about these teams, like obviously Montreal, <laughs> maybe getting into the playoffs with with Carey Price. 
So I want to just break Black. down the playoffs right now, and I want you guys to tell me who you think that is in the playoffs today, won't be in the playoffs come April. So right now, if you look at the Atlantic, the top three teams are Florida, Detroit, Boston. And then in the Metro, it's Washington, Rangers, Islanders, and the two wildcard teams in the East are Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh. So just on the outside looking in right now is New Jersey, Carolina, Montreal, Ottawa, Philadelphia, and then Buffalo, Toronto, Columbus are garbage. So of those eight teams that are in the playoffs right now, Biebs, we'll start with you. Who do you think is going to fall out of a playoff spot? Who's going to move in come April? I don't see a lot of movement going on here. Um Obviously, like you said, Montreal, Carey Price comes back. They could uh, they could fling their way in there. I, I don't know. All those teams are so close. Anything can happen. I want my bold prediction of the wings to kind of fall out just to happen just because of my bold prediction, and then I can flex on it and stuff. But um, <laughs> I see Ottawa picking it up for the second half and kind of making a push, maybe, I don't know, Pittsburgh. So Andrew Hammond's going to just go 20-2 and two down the stretch again? Yeah, you don't – yeah, and they're going to give him another contract to get – all you can eat hamburgers for life again and all that's going to happen and it's going to be ridiculous and but they're going to make the playoffs but no i could see that happening um team that's falling out the islanders that's my prediction just i don't know so you say you say ottawa and islanders out sure like i those eight that are there are the teams that should be there but if i have to put someone in ottawa out islanders in or islanders out ottawa in sorry my bad what about you d what are you thinking leafs in leafs in Florida out. What are you saying? Anybody coming out? Anybody going in for in the East? Uh, I got a bit of a shakeup. I just, well, I don't know. I think like Pittsburgh's going to move out of a wild card spot into a division spot. Yeah, I think that's going to be Washington, New York. I get that. Um, Atlantic. I got Tampa doing the same thing. The Atlantic is so bad. Yeah. Oh. I don't even want to okay, talk so about got... what we talked about in the break. <laughs> I'm not even gonna well, I got it. I got Detroit moving down to a wild card. Um, you think that you think Boston's better than Detroit? I really like I really. Pardon? You think Boston's better than Detroit? Potentially, I don't think. I think Tampa is. Good. I'm not ready to write off Tampa at all yeah. either. No, yeah, no. I got Florida, Tampa, Boston taking those three spots, and then I tried and tried and tried to find a way that the Wings are going to drop out. <laughs> yeah, I just no. don't see it right now. It's so. Um, I still imagine them being ahead of the Isles at the end of the year. But I do think the Habs, depending on what happens with Carey Price, are really the big threat to kind of sneak in. If Price is back playing two, three weeks the rest of the season, look out. Um, so, yeah, I got the Red Wings and the Islanders holding that down. But if Price comes back sooner than later, then I think the Habs could sneak in there over the Isles. I'm glad to hear you guys both still have the wings in there for me. Personally, I like I, the East I, is just too bad. I just think looking at it, like I've, I've I've talked about this for weeks. The East is literally just Washington, like to yeah, me, like that's for real. Cool. Actually, yeah, like Florida. Okay, they went on a really hot stretch. If it wasn't for that hot, hot stretch, stretch, they lose a couple games here and there. They could be but they could be in a wild card. Spot. I wish I could pull up their division record because I feel like it's like oh like pretty stacked. Like who Florida? I gotta find this. Yeah, like just their in-division record. Yeah, I don't know what that is. But I think Detroit's really good, but I'm biased. So I'm not even going to talk about them too much. I think Boston is not that good. The Rangers have clearly shown that they really are just Henrik Lundqvist, basically. Like they, they don't do a lot. They're not a great possession team. The Islanders aren't the same Islanders they were last year. Tampa's the one team I could see 
that I'm still nervous about. They're the one team I can see still challenging Washington. But with all the stuff that's going on with Drouin and Stamkos, like, you know, that's it's probably pretty difficult to play through all the questions. And every time somebody asks about Stamkos, they got to, you know, answer those questions. Pittsburgh just doesn't have any defensemen. New Jersey, Carolina aren't that good. I think that the eight teams that are in the playoffs now are the eight teams that will be representing the East in, in the playoffs. The only team, like, again, Montreal, we, it's hard to write them off just because of Gary Price, but it's so unknown. Yeah. So, uh, real quick, Florida's 27-3, and like 20-7-3, uh, against the East, and 9-8-2 and versus the West. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Detroit, right after right after the All-Star break, Detroit goes into Florida the and then into Tampa Bay on a back-to-back. That's going to be huge. The East does the suck. The East does suck. Screw, it really screw does. you guys and your easy playoff spots. We're out here in the West battling. Not going to make been there. it. I, I've, been, I've been there for... Getting out shot by Not going to make night. it, though. Yeah, well, yeah. That's what we got our first star of the week goalie on civil trial goalie for (laughs) you know what i've been there man i was a detroit fan when we were in the west for years and years and i was never happier than to move to the east but i think we're all in pretty agree like agreeing with each other that it really is probably these are the eight playoff teams from the east the only team that's really challenging is probably going to be montreal maybe a little ottawa i could see i could see see philly climbing in a little bit but they're just i think philly Philly was the other one because they got games in hand right they got games in hand right now too but they're uh if you look at it yeah which they do have a lot of games in hand they've got some you know i think mason steve mason's a quality goaltender too if yeah and philly's actually been on the the mason neuberth combo is actually pretty dirty like i don't know i think they got something there lost the last three Braden Holpe said today that Michael Neuwirth is the like most pure talented goaltender he's ever played with. He said he's just like I was like, okay, that's uh, yeah. you're probably way more talented, but whatever. Do you know he also but played yeah, for I the Winter Yeah, Winter <laughs> But okay, let's move, let's, let's move to the Western <laughs> Conference before we start talking about Windsor again. Uh, in the Central, the absolutely dominant Central: Chicago, Dallas, St. Louis. In the Pacific. Los Angeles, San Jose, Arizona, and then the wild card, holding down the wild card, <gasps> currently is Minnesota and Colorado. Um, on the outside looking in is Nashville, Anaheim, and Vancouver. Winnipeg's also there. Winnipeg's kind of in the same boat as Philadelphia. Um, and then Calgary and Edmonton really are in trouble. They need to go. They need to get really hot down the stretch. But, I mean, Ottawa proved to us last year that you can't really count anybody out yet. It is quite the logjam, like, really from top to bottom in the NHL this year. Um, so who do you guys see moving up? Who do you guys see moving down in the Western Conference? Uh, Dylan, we'll start with you. Um, so I got Arizona and Colorado dropping out of playoffs. Yeah, spots. I did too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the Central, uh, I got Chicago, Dallas, St. Louis. I don't really uh, see how that's going to change too much kind of too big of a gap already. St. Louis is just going to be the same old St. Louis they are every year, aren't they? Great in the regular season, poop in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Like, we'll see. Like, Allen was so good start of the year. of ice hockey. Seriously. Seriously. That's a great comparison. I like that a lot. It's a terrible comparison, because aren't the Sharks... The Sharks. Haven't the Sharks kind of been stuck with that? uh, I guess they probably could be stuck with that as well. They both are. The There's two Cincinnati Bengals in hockey. Yeah. There you go. I got uh, King Sharks and Ducks in the in the Pacific. Yeah, Ducks. Oh. Yes, yeah, I, I still think the Ducks are on the up. Uh, I still think Getzlav's going to find the net a little bit. Yeah, more. yeah. 15, bold prediction. Fifteen. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, 
And then wild card, I got Minnesota and Nashville. I have the exact same thing. All, oh, yeah, man. all across the board. Exact same thing. I don't. Okay, let's see where you got then. <laughs> I, Save us some time. Okay, well, I did, but like now <laughs> I have to change it. All right, Minnesota, they're shit in the bed because I don't like Minnesota. I don't, I honestly could see Colorado. And I, I have written Col- on my pay, could paper. I do too. I re- it's all on Varlamov. I'm not being, yeah. Colorado's so weird. I'm not, uh, oh. super biased, but like, like, yeah. Varlo- Varlamov, if he plays, it's like all he on has him. Been. Like he's the, o- it's the only way they yeah, made the playoffs. That's how they did the worst possession team in the NHL. And uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, but that's the only reason that right Minnesota made it last year was Dubnik. Yeah, they're scoring right now too. So, and they look good. So I don't know. I have it written down that it's Colorado slash Minnesota. Like I don't know. Minnesota I really has could been pick. struggling lately too. Yeah. Like, they're two six and two in their last ten. By Minnesota. If you look at there. their team, like, from top to bottom, like, they, they they have the look, like, on paper of a team that would be, you know, really deep, really competitive, but they're, they're just not that good. Yeah. Like, like they're some the, like some of these guys that they rely on, like the Pominvilles and Vanics, like, they really aren't, they're just not producing. And then, and then when you look at it's guys like Chris chilling. Porter and, and Jordan Schroeder or whatever, like, they're, it's not it's good enough. It's your boy, Jordan Schroeder. Whose boy so, is Jordan Schroeder? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, in the Pacific, uh, same thing. Obviously, Anaheim uh, has two games at hand on Anah- or on Arizona, so I could see them easily just winning their next two. Being in that playoff spot, Arizona falls right out into the nine hole, and yeah, that's just the way it's going to go for the rest of the Yeah, I think Arizona and Colorado are pretty easy to peg as teams that have overperformed to this mm-hmm. point. But you know it's puck. You never know. What's that Lewis, that Lewis Deming guy, he's playing pretty good. No yeah, wants, pretty, pretty yeah, good no goaltending for that. So I was gonna guys. say no one wants to play a hot goalie no. ever. So okay, so he, before we get, I want I want to answer. Have you guys answer who we think are gonna win? Uh, who's gonna win the Stanley Cup? But I think the most important question as Canadians is: Is there gonna be a Canadian team that makes the playoffs? And if so, who's the one team that is still alive? Uh, be, Montreal's the yeah. only hope, right? Is that Canadian you guys okay. suck this year? I yeah. think Vancouver, Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton are like hands down the four worst teams in the West. Yeah. Sorry. They are. Canada, like, Western Canada. I think the only team. I, I think Colorado, you, you can maybe make an argument for. Much but, like uh, our gold medal. You we're know. hanging on Carolina. I think Price. the only. Yeah. I think the only Canadian team in the Colorado West that has a chance is Winnipeg. But. What? I think the only team in the West, like Canadian team in the West, that has a chance is Winnipeg. Yeah, and I don't even think they have a chance, so. Yeah, they're pretty far back. Yeah. All right, D, we'll go back to you. Who is in the finals and who wins it all? Uh, <laughs> I uh, thought he cut you, out. I did, went to go check his connection for a second there. Uh, <laughs> we get you off guard no, there? I'm just, I'm trying to find, no, I'm trying to like find a way to not say Washington, Chicago, but I'm going to say Washington and Chicago. Um you know, to me, we just we haven't really seen Dallas in the playoffs yet, so their uh, goaltending is put... still just too questionable yeah, to me. Their defense player. and their goaltending, like in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 have a hard time just seeing them beating Chicago in a seven game yeah, series. Yeah, so do I. They can score, but I just don't. I don't know. I, they, I think Dallas needs to get another defenseman at the deadline. Yeah. That's yeah, the only nice, way. Like veteran bod, somebody nice, and yeah, you know. Do you, are you are you the same way, Biebs? No. You got Chicago. I think Washington's gonna yeah, run a train. I think through Washington's the yeah, gonna run so a train through the league, but and I can't wait to watch. I've been 
The year of Ovi? I've been calling it for like the last three postseasons. I called it preseason. They were my Stanley Cup champs. Beating your guys' Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, when they meet Anaheim and Anaheim right. wins in the finals. You know what? Caps, Ducks, <laughs> finals. Ducks are taking it. No. <laughs> Getzlav's getting 10 goals in the finals. Yeah. <laughs> That's my bold no, prediction. Doubling his in the Stanley Cup finals, Getzlav is going to outscore his season total. Nice. That's a bold prediction. <laughs> and then they just miss the playoffs and just doesn't Put that in happen. bold print. Yeah. Okay, Beeps, who do you got? Real I got the Kings. Gotta get I got the Kings. I got the Kings. They're going to win. Um, and they're going to go into the playoffs, and they're just going to roll, I think, Kings style, the way they do it. And uh, I think the Kings are going to take on Washington. I can see the Kings giving the Blackhawks. And then Washington is just going to roll over the Kings, and it's going to be game over. And, yeah. I have, the, uh, I have the same thing. I think that Jonathan Quick's the difference in the West, and I think yeah. that the Capitals are just too good. So that's it. So two of us, all three of us have Washington in the final because the East is brutal. D has Chicago losing to Washington, and me and Biebs have the Kings losing to Washington. So, Biebs, I'm going to throw it to you. Let's get to the Twitter questions. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been waiting two weeks for this, so uh, so so let's get back at them, I guess. Um, and, again, uh, thanks to everyone who tweeted at us or whoever tweets at us, who follows us, anything social media related. Um, it's at DFO Podcast is the Twitter account, or any of us, it's at Biebs Bondi, at 3D Birthium, or the least followed of the three of us at Brock. Yeah. Uh, Sagan, yeah. or you know, you know. I have whatever. no followers. Yeah, you suck. They're all bots, um, dude. They're not. But, <laughs> yeah, I never tweet about <laughs> hockey. Literally, if we put out one of those like things where it's like put in this code to prove you're not a robot to every single one of your followers, no they one would be able to do it. They're robots. They're all robots. You paid for them all. They've they've been <laughs> recaptured. Any of these bots followers and pure beauties. But um, questions. Uh, so add TFO podcast, and it's from um, it's from at Mike Velezveld. Um, sorry, I probably just butchered your last name but it's uh in a keeper got league mike I, right. I got mike right same name yeah. as me and in, in a keeper league i have Bobrovsky, dubnik and deming could could pick up elliot is it time to dump bob uh i'll take this one i yeah, would dude. drop deming probably I, for yeah, elliot i mean it it might be too late at this point because alan's gonna be back relatively soon but i i mean deming's been solid but elliot's like lights out plays on a good team um, but i would not like be, a keeper yeah, no, he's like he's solid, but I mean, like three weeks ago, who the hell was? What, what was a Louis Deming? So, uh, but I wouldn't be giving up on Bob in a keeper league. Um, it's just been, it's just not Bob's year. He, he's a, he'll be a number one option again next year. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He'll be like a low end number one, kind of like he was this year. I personally would still rather keep probably Bobrovsky over Dubnik, uh heading into next season. Same. So I would not, I would not give up on Bobrovsky. Um, he still probably might be back for like in time to you know give you some playoff numbers this year. So um, if you really are interested in picking up Elliot, I'd probably yeah. drop Domingo, obviously of the three of them. But um, I would be mindful that Jake Allen is also returning uh, relatively soon. Yep. Okay. So do you want to take any stabs at that or just keep rolling with that? Um, uh, Brock said yeah. it all pretty well. All right. Well, um, our next question is from uh, Taxicab Confessions 88. Um, and he asked, does Price have any value in a non-keeper league whatsoever? Brock, take a stab at that one. Yeah, that's the uh, next question, too. <laughs> it, de- it obviously doesn't hurt to keep him for at least, like, the next two or three weeks, right? I mean, this coming into the year, this is the number one option in net. Yeah. He's clearly one of the best goalies in the world. Um, so he still has a lot of value if he returns. This could be a guy that returns... Uh, in time and takes to, your to, team to the playoffs. Exactly, yeah. he's ha- he could in turn, mm-hmm. return in time to get you to the playoffs and the Canadians to the playoffs. I would not. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't want to dump them and have somebody pick them up and then Kane or and then sorry Price beats you in the uh, no. Price beats you in the playoffs yeah. or whatever. So I mean, That'd like, sour. 
it's if we're talking about dropping somebody like Bobrovsky, maybe because he's not carry Price and he's been injured all year. But I mean, yeah, like Price absolutely still has value with like you know thirty five yeah. games left in the year. Come on, the yeah. guy won the heart last year. You hold him on your team forever. Until it's official that he's not playing again. Yeah, until they say, and he even if will it is official, you wait like five days for them to absolutely make sure that's official. Yeah, and, and you cry, you and you cry. Yeah, and then you drown your sorrow. Okay, <laughs> so the next question from uh, Philip. Philippe, uh, where does Bishop's situation stand right now? So, uh, presuming that's Ben Bishop. Out in yeah, yeah. Uh, I think for Ben Bishop, he's not obviously going to start as many games Bishop. as he was starting at the start of the year. Um, I think it's really become obvious to the Lightning that they need to start Vasilevsky to keep him fresh, keep him on top of his game. But Bishop is still a number one fantasy option. He, uh, Whenever he does get the call, he's been great this year. Um, and it would be wise, I'd think, to maybe even, if it's a daily league, to acquire Vasilevsky or pick him up or whatever. Because that Lightning yeah. team is going to go on a tear down the stretch. And uh, it would be, they'd be a nice tandem to have. But if... You know, if you're asking like what you should do with Bishop, I would just keep him because whenever he does get the nod, he's been great, and he's gonna start two out of three, if not more, games down the stretch. Yeah, steady as hell. Yeah. All right. So, um, <laughs> am I it, the only one doing Twitter questions? I'm the goalie expert. Like, what else? Yeah, you are the. D, I'll well, let you take this next one first. Yeah, yeah, D, I'll, I'll let you take this next one. All right. So this one's from uh, the Big Pavelski, and he asks, Good Brock, man. what level is your Onyx? <laughs> just curious. All right. D, I'll let you take this one. So if we're talking about the Onyx from the anime, um, it can't be that high of a level. We've seen in the games that he sits at, I think, a level level 10 or 12. But the guy lost to a Pikachu, and he's a ground-type Pokemon. Um, on paper, that's a 100-0 matchup. You should never drop that game. Pikachu literally has zero way of hurting this guy. Somehow dropped the game. Onyx still needs work. Probably in the 10 to 15 level range. <laughs> Brock, you want to confirm that? <laughs> oh, All right, I now would have never to... brought that question to your guys' attention. <laughs> now on to our final question, and this one's from... Um, I don't even think this is a word, so we're just going to go with the... Uh, <laughs> whatever it spells out. But AQVI asks... Uh, they don't word. use a lot of words, but they're just saying predictions for Tavares, question mark. Well, um, <laughs> if you pick up the Brock plug-in, I don't know the name of it. The what? Oh, the, the draft mid- kit? <laughs> yeah, yeah the, mid-se- the mid-season draft kit, which yeah. will uh, be available to all Daily Faceoff users as soon as you sign up for an email uh, list you. tomorrow. So as of Thursday, you'll be able to get the mid-season draft report. You'll be able to study up on that throughout the All-Star break and ready to kick some ass when uh, your league picks up next week. But uh, for me, John Tavares, I got 35 games left in the year. Uh, he... You know what? Really, he was he was pretty hot to start the year. He went through a you know a couple week dry spell where he just really wasn't doing anything. Uh, but yeah. he's been he's been you know hot again as of late. Uh, so I say if they got thirty five games left in the year, I put Tavares between uh, thirty five or thirty and thirty five with the upside of even being over a point per game player. This is an elite talent. Uh, he's still a top ten fantasy forward. I wouldn't be panicking with Tavares. I know my dad flips out about him every single time the Islanders play. And it's like, dude, relax. Like He's been a point-per-game player for the last like, seven nah. games. And then he grounds Chilla. you for picking up a better waiver wire pickup, and then yeah. you're just not allowed to leave your bedroom. Yeah, that's like, why you bought yourself Dunzo. a house. Classic, yeah, Dunzo. But yeah, no, I think this is this is John Tavares we're talking about. This is a point-per-game yeah. guy. So um, uh, Yeah, actually, so uh, we actually touched on this on the piece we wrote for that kit. But yeah. Tavares' uh, production has been 
hampered uh, greatly this year by his inability to score on the power play, which is quite out of character for him. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's something like uh, career shooting percentage uh, around 20 on the power play, and he's at about 3, 4, like in that range this year. Yeah, he has three power play goals this year. which is Yeah, so he's straight, he's straight up just not uh, putting the puck in, and you would expect uh, with the shot and the skill that he has that that would kind of progress favorably to some degree. So... Uh, I think we are likely going to see the more point-per-game Tavares that a lot of people expected. But I do think he needs more help on that Islanders team before we really see him uh, pushing for uh, an Art Ross trophy again. I think it's worth noting, too, uh, last year he had 45 points in the first 46 games, and then after the All-Star break he had 41 points in 36 games. So it was really quite a, quite a strong finish for him last year. I'd expect you know kind of similar production down the stretch here. I, the one thing, too, is though he really hasn't seen the same uh, help from his Islanders wingers as he did last year. So, uh, Correct. If, if those guys start scoring a little more, like I know he made a sick pass over to Brock Nelson there the other day and he ripped one home. So you start seeing a little more of that. Tavares' numbers are obviously going to start taking a spike Speaking as well. Speaking of Brock. So. Yeah, Brock Nelson. Good name. But yeah, he's also had a lot of inconsistent linemates. It wasn't like last year where he spent you know 80% of his time playing alongside Ocposo. And so Anders Lee. Maybe that has something to do with it. And hey, Anders Lee. He's playing with like Grabowski right now. Random. Who doesn't want to play with Grabowski? Did you see how dirty his ginger Grabowski. chin beard is these days? He's got the nastiest little chin beard. <laughs> and on that note, that's it. Let's wrap it it's up. Been that's, great, it's been a great. It's been a good face one, off yeah. episode fourteen for y'all, and uh, let's throw it over to the Blue Stones. Unless you guys got any final words? Yeah, that's uh, no, the face off your, for y'all. <laughs> pick up your midseason fantasy kits. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. We're working hard on it. Yeah. So pick up those kits, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, barring, we're coming uh, back healthy, barring the boys 100%. get sick. Yeah. Take care of yourselves, good looking bunch of people. Happy All Star Weekend. You guys should take care of yourselves. Try it. They're all, yeah, you guys The punch is, hey!
The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.